Welcome to the Fencing Podcast. I'm Sean, and you're probably thinking, well, where's Gav? Well, it's a bit of a change today. Here we are at day three of our jaunt to the World Championships in Leipzig, and Gav has had to go home. So I'm flying solo today, and let me tell you, now that Gav's gone, there's going to be some changes around here. I'm recording this right at the start of the day, uh, just as the women's epi is starting. Uh, so I'm going to go and watch a bit of that. Then the men's foil kicks off just shortly after that. And I'll do little updates after each round of the direct elimination. So I'll tell you what's happened after the last 64s are finished, after the last 32s, and so on. The final roundup after the finals. So a slightly different format from the usual, but I hope you enjoy it anyway. Um, and I'll speak to you again in just a moment. Hello again. So that's the last 64 rounds done for uh, Women's Epi and Men's Foil. And the first surprise of the day is that the Women's Epi had almost no surprises. Uh, the only one of the top seeds that, that didn't make it through was Shinalam of Korea, who went out 15-11 to Zhu of China, um, otherwise safe passage for the top seeds. Which you've got to say is a bit of a surprise for Epi. In the Men's Foil, a couple of early casualties. Erwin Lepeshu of France, uh, one, of the, one of our podcast favourites, went out to Matsuyama of Japan, 15-7, and Lupesha looked absolutely terrible, to be honest. Could hardly hit a thing and looked like he needed a, an extra coffee or two at breakfast. Bad day for the French. Mertine and Caro both going out with only the four making progress. Uh, Caro in particular got an absolute thrashing off uh, Ray Simbodin of the USA, uh, 15-2 in less than two minutes. And the other surprise with uh, a high seed being knocked out was Kalong Chung of Hong Kong being eliminated 1510 by Dmitry Zerbchenko of Russia. In Britwatch, uh, Richard Cruz makes comfortable progress to the next round, but James Davis and Marcus Mepstead sadly eliminated. Both fence pretty decently, but couldn't get over the line, so only Richard left flying the flag in the last 32. Uh, other things of note, big, big crowd in today, place absolutely mobbed, and when Clybrink and Jopik were fencing on the on the end piece, not the not the main show coloured piece. You could you could get nowhere near it. It was actually a, a struggle to see anything at all. Uh, but both both progressed, which uh, would keep the the home crowd happy. So on to last thirty twos. Back with you soon. So time for our roundup of the last thirty two. If you were really looking forward to hearing what I had to say about the the women's epi, I'm sorry, I'm gonna have to disappoint you because I've been running around watching fights, recording the little these little snippets and trying to edit them so basically I, I look like a man whose trousers are on fire and trying to be somewhere else in a real hurry the whole time so I really watch hardly any of the women's epi so if you're you're looking forward to hearing that I'm afraid you're probably going to have to wait until I do my, my round up the very final session hopefully we'll have some uh, fascinating semi-finals and finals but I'm going to leave the women's epi alone for the for the rest of the earlier rounds so on to the men's foil two of the home favourites Peter Jopic and Benny Clybrink both out both lost heavily against Sato and Falcone of Italy, which leaves uh, Andre Sinita as the last German standing. Richard Cruz has another easy win uh, against Martino Minuto of Turkey. Coat with his super aggressive style really well, looked very calm and right in control of things. So Brits progress and still going. Other ones that, that looked great, Rayson Bowden was in ass-kicking mode again, disposing of Mohamed Essam, uh, 15-5. And he looks in, he looks in fine form, so it'd be really interesting to see how he goes for the rest of the day. Giorgio Avola, uh, number three seed, I think, coming into this. Uh, sorry, number four. Went out to Shikine of Japan, uh, last year's world junior champion. Absolutely brilliant fight. If you're going to go back and look at stuff on the FI YouTube channel, that's one that you should definitely go and have a look at. And another one of the top seeds to dive out. 
Uh, it was Miles Chanley Watson beaten by uh, Cheremisinov of Russia, who's world champion in 2014, but whose recent results have genuinely been pretty terrible. Uh, another really good fight to watch, and Cheremisinov looks like he's recapturing some of the form that made him world champion. His style over the last couple of years has been a lot of uh, counterattacks and, and remises. Nothing very attractive, but looking, looking a much more complete fencer today, and it'll be interesting to see how he goes for the rest of it. So that kind of rounds it up for just now. I'm going to head back into the action as soon as I've finished editing this, uh, and I'll bring a bit, a bit more uh, once the last 16s are done. See you then. Okay, on to the last 16s and some absolutely fantastic fencing at this stage. Drama, excitement, beautiful fencing, uh, everything you could want really. First lot of fights out, good news for the Brits. Uh, Rich Cruz manages to go 4 nothing down uh, against Garrett Meinhardt, back to 6-4 up. And after that it was Cruz all the way with some absolutely beautiful fencing. Relaxed, fluent, fantastic timing, mobile, just everything you could want to see in in a Richard Cruz performance, uh, Richard at his absolute best and runs at a very, very comfortable 15-7 winner. Probably surprised, two of the two of the surprise fences in the last 16 perhaps, uh, young Shikini from Japan against new Russian team member Timur Arslanov and Shikini totally wipes the floor with Arslanov. 15-3 made it look so easy. Uh, if you want to go and see somebody at the absolute peak of his form, go and watch this fight because it was just amazing stuff from Shikini. The last hit pretty much summed the whole thing up. It was the simplest hit you could you could hope to see in the day. Uh, and that was it to make it into the last day of the World Championships. Daniela Garozzo, Olympic champion, similarly devastating, beats uh, Tegu Ha of Korea 15-6, showing that uh, having the world's slowest preparation followed by the world's fastest lunge is a pretty devastating combination and it looks in really, really good form. And then the last one in that round of fights was the teammate clash between Zerbchenko and Cheremisinov. Cheremisinov had looked really good earlier on in the day in his first two fights, uh, but Zerbchenko got a relatively early lead. He was about 7-2 up, and while it took absolutely forever to happen, uh, eventually ran out with a 15-11 win. So the second round of matches in the last 16. Grayson Bowden finally gets a fight. New home favourite, Andre Sinita, absolutely scrapped his way through this fight. A lot of crowd noise. Imboden perhaps in, in control of things at the start, but Sinita, Sinita levels at 11-0 and goes ahead 12-11 just before the first break and then scores immediately the first hit after the break to go 13-11 up and he was 14-12 up and, and almost over the finish line a couple of disputed hits a few video reviews but eventually it levels up at 14 all and Imboden finally takes the win if he'd had it a bit easy up to this point this would have been a, a real real wake-up call for him Masayalas against the four was a, an easy win for Alex Masayalas, uh, way too efficient and too smart, and, and ran out with a, a, an easy 15-5 win. Sato against Safin, again, Sato, a young fencer, still uh, was in fencing juniors this year, um, against Olympic bronze medalist and one of the most efficient fencers in, in world fencing at the moment, and Sato fenced absolutely superbly in this. I was on the other side of the hole from this piece, so I couldn't see a lot of the action. I was distracted by the stuff that was happening in front of me, or paying attention to the stuff that was happening in front of me, but it gets to 14 all. Looks like Safin scored the winning hit. Sato calls for a video review, and Sato wins it on a red card for Safin. So Sato advances to the last eight. So two young Japanese fencers in the top eight have sung the praises of the young Japanese team uh, earlier on in the season. Uh, but this is a, a couple of really big breakthrough results for them with two Japanese fencers in the top eight. Final one, Fukone versus Kasara. That was absolutely beset by technical problems. As a clash of two teammates, I didn't stick around for the end of it. So um, I'll tell you later on once we get to the last eight stages who emerged from that one. Really can't wait for the last eights now. This round's been fantastic. Okay, time for the update from the last eight of the men's foil. 
I left you at the, near the end of the last 16 last time round uh, without telling you who won between Fukuni and Kassara. And in the end, uh, Fukuni edged out his teammate 15-14. I'm kind of sorry that I actually left uh, before the end of that one because that might have been pretty exciting. In the end, our, our quarter-finalists, Grotso versus Mboden, uh, Cruz against Sato, Shikini against Fukuni, and Zerubchenko against Masialis. And I'll declare my interest here in that I was totally focused on Richard Cruz's fight against Sato. Maybe my tone of voice has given it away. It wasn't the result that uh, I was hoping for. Young Sato fenced uh, an absolute blinder, really smart tactically, did a lot with his how he prepared and set up his attacks to, to limit the effectiveness of, uh, of Richard's defensive game. So it was level at 5 all at the break, and then Sato moves ahead. Uh, a run of hits to go 10-6 up. Moves on to 13-9 up. It's an injury timeout at 13-10 after a big collision. Uh, Sato ran into Cruz, and of course Richard's a, a pretty big unit, so... Sato bounced off, uh, fell to the floor, treated for the five minutes, but recovers, showing no real ill effects to take a, a 15-11 win. So another really solid world-class performance for Richard Cruz, but um, I would love him to have got a, a major championship medal. It would have uh, it would have been a great finish to a, a fantastic 12 months. In the other quarterfinals, well, where I was placed quite a lot was uh, a long way from where I was. Crowds are really big. Ibrahim went went up early against Garozzo, 4 nothing up, but Garozzo fought back, getting it, getting it close but Imbadon was almost, almost at the finish. 14-12 up at the second break, only for Garozzo to level it at 14-all before eventually the Olympic champion takes a win with the world's fastest attack. Imbadon looked, looked devastated, as you might imagine. He'd, uh, he'd largely controlled the fight, but Garozzo just wasn't, wasn't going to give it up. And he, he emerged the winner in a, a tremendous fight. Um, I'm definitely going to go back and watch that again uh, once, I've, once I've finished here today. Shikini against Fukuni. Again, another young Japanese fencer. Both these guys, both Sato and Shikini, uh, were fencing in juniors this year. So to have two Japanese fencers, both so young, in the in the quarterfinals is a, a fantastic performance from them. And in the ed- in the end, uh, Shikini edged out the, the much more experienced Fukuni with a 15-13 win. Uh, so little bits and pieces of that, and again, a fantastic quality fight, which uh, I'd highly recommend you go and you go and watch at the totally opposite side of the hall. So I could really see hardly anything of it at all. Uh, Dmitry Zerubchenko against Alex Masayalis. Uh, so really I can only report the score on this one, which was a surprisingly comfortable sounding win for Dmitry Zerubchenko. And we've talked about him in the past, and very occasionally, maybe about once a year or so, he looks absolutely phenomenal, and the rest of the time he's pretty ordinary. And it looks very much like he's having one of the days where he's looking amazing. So I'm going to head back in now for the, the final session, semi-finals of the women's epi, semi-finals of the men's foil, and then finals for both. Um, I am actually going to watch some women's epi, uh, see what's happening while I, while I wasn't looking. So I'll report back shortly with the final session report and a roundup of the day. I'll speak to you then. So on to our final session. And at last, I get to watch a bit of women's epi and tell you a bit about it as well. I know that Gaz used the phrase in the past, uh, a standard epi competition, i.e. full of surprises, but I turn my back for a moment what's happening in the women's epi and it gets to the semi-final stage and it's just full of surprises. Only person from the top 16 in the rankings uh, to make the semi-finals is Eva Nellip of Poland. And in the first semi-final, she was facing uh, Olina Krivitska of Ukraine. Well, pretty much Nellis in control. She took a, took a lead, got three hits up, pretty much kept hold of that, down to the last 30 seconds, uh, and Krivitska having to chase, and Nellip sees the fight out pretty comfortably to take a 15-10 win. In the second semi-final, uh, we had Russia's Tatiana Putkova, uh, against Julia Believa of Estonia, uh, both outside the top 16, and I haven't tracked the progress of the day, so I can't even, I'm afraid, tell you how they all got there. But, as I say, two surprises, and this was, uh, well, not exactly exciting epi. Bit of non-combativity, scores level at 12 all, 
goes into extra time and good cover takes the win. So I did say I was going to talk about women's epi and I do appreciate it's been quite short. But it gets me the opportunity to move on to talking about the men's foil again, which I've been following all day with huge enthusiasm. So semi-final one. Uh, Daniela Garozzo, Olympic champion, against Toshia Saito of Japan. Uh, Saito, a proper youngster, just out of the juniors, and Garozzo takes an early lead, goes 4-1 up. But Saito, not put off by that at all, not phased by the, by the occasion or the big name that he's facing, charges back to go 7-4 up uh, and stretches that lead even further to take it to 11-6. Really well-timed, fast attacks, and he's, he's comfortable in the lead. But Garozzo has been in this position before. Starts to make a comeback, and he gets within a hit. But eventually, Saito pulls away to finish with a 15-12 win. What I would say is that Garozzo used up his video reviews reasonably early in the fight. So it was a few hits towards the end where he looked pretty disgruntled when hits were given against him. But there was nothing much he could do. So that, that warns you, don't burn your video reviews too early. Uh, and I think that may have been one that, that he'll regret in hindsight. But a phenomenal performance from Saito. Brilliant to watch. Really enjoyed it. Semi-final two. We've got Dmitry Zarebchenko of Russia against Shikine. Again, another another young Japanese fencer. So brilliant day already for the Japanese. I mean, I wouldn't have picked any of the young Japanese kids as likely medalists or likely winners at the start of the day. But they've performed phenomenally well. If you haven't seen Shikine, and he's not exactly a regular at the top of the world rankings just yet, he does fence a little bit like Garozzo. Super slow preparation, very fast lunge. Zerbchenko's timing has been absolutely spot on in the later stages of the competition when I've watched him fencing and pick his moment either to attack in the preparation or to counter-attack and block out. And very occasionally, Chikini would make a super slow preparation uh, so, so close, Zerbchenko could reach out and just touch the target and then get out of distance. So it was some, some beautiful fencing from Zerbchenko. I was really impressed and he goes 7-5 up. Uh, Shikini switches a, a slightly more defensive style for a little bit, trying to change, change things around, and and levels at 9-0 with that. But Zerbchenko goes into the first break at 10-9 up. Now we're 11, level at 11-0, and Zerbchenko starts to stretch out a lead. 13-11, 14-11 again, that same mixture of really nicely timed attacks, and a nice mixture of picking moment to make the attack on preparation. 14-12, and uh, eventually... Zerbchenko finishes it off, despite all the beautiful fencing that's gone before, with a cheap and dirty counter-attack. Both semi-finals in the men's foil were were kind of odd-looking things. If you hadn't watched much of high-level men's foil recently, you would go, well, surely that's not an attack. But that's the way the uh, foil is refereed. All the fencers understand it. And even if it looks a little bit like some sort of extended uh, distance and timing game, it's... um. A distance and timing game played to absolute perfection. So on to the women's epi-final. Uh, even if well, Poland against Tatiana Gudkova of Russia. Now, we've occasionally defied, described fights as being uh, cagey, and this is one that probably fits the bill for that. 3-3 uh, at the first break. Gudkova ekes out a bit of a lead, gets to 6-3, uh, with a couple of remises and a counter-attack, and pretty much holds or stretches that lead until eventually she's 9-4 up. Uh, Nelp close a couple back to get to 9-6 and then 9-7, uh, with only 48 seconds left though, so starting to have to push, but she still doesn't rush it. And then with a mere 22 seconds left, Nelp makes an attack and hits on the foot to make it 8-9. Uh, Gudkova scores another with a nice parry riposte to make it 8-10 at 15 seconds left. Uh, and then Nelp, Nelp scores with a parry riposte of her own to make it 8-10 with 6 seconds left. And of course, uh, Nelp has to go for it, launches a big long attack. And Gukova finishes things off with a lovely parry post for an 11-9 win. 
As I say, I didn't watch much of the women's EP today. The semi-finals weren't hugely exciting, but it does just go show that both in the fencing and in the watching, patience is a virtue because the end was really exciting and really good. So that was my that was my tiny little bit of women's epi watching. The very end of it was probably worth the wait. So on to the men's fourth final. Uh, Shia Saito of Japan against Dmitry Zerbchenko of Russia. Zerbchenko storms out to an early lead, goes 4-1 up. And it's more beautiful judgment of distance and time by, by Zerbchenko. Stretches things out to 7-4. And a successful video review makes that an 8-4. Saito, again, you, you've probably not seen much of him because he's, he's a youngster. Only really been on the senior circuit for maybe the last couple of years. Very fast and mobile and smart as well. So he doesn't panic when he goes behind. Close it back to 8-6. Again, Zerbchenko pulls a little bit ahead to go 8-6 uh, up. But no panic from Sato. Again, not phased by the occasion, not phased by the opponent. Nothing seems to bother him. Stays calm and levels it at 10 all with some high-speed attacking really catches Zerbchenko by surprise. And then he goes ahead. <laughs> so that's five hits in a row from Sato. I mean, amazing stuff from, from such a young fencer. Zerbchenko... Gets his back under control again to, to go into the break. 12-11 up. Zerbchenko picks up another one and then hits with a, a really surprising flesh attack from, from really short distance. A lot of it being quite cagey, moving around, all done very close. Uh, and this flesh really came out of the blue and, and caught Seato flat-footed. And eventually Zerbchenko finishes it off with a beautiful parry riposte. Something that really sort of summed up his fencing for the whole day. It was it was absolutely lovely stuff. We've spoken about it in the past. Described him as a quality fencer, and and today he really was a quality fencer, and now world champion. So that is the end of my trip to Leipzig. We've seen new champions, repeat champions, drama, excitement, tears, triumphs, and of course loads of incredible fencing. All the action will be on the FIA YouTube channel, and I absolutely recommend you go and watch as much of that as you possibly can. Championships continue, of course, in my absence, once I'm back in Edinburgh and back to work with the men's sabre and the women's foil teams um, on Monday. Uh, we'll talk about the team events in a, in a new episode of the podcast fairly soon, soon once we've had the chance to catch our breath and catch up on the action in the teams. So thank you very much to the FIE for hosting a fantastic championships, giving us our accreditation. Let's wander around, let's drink as much of their coffee as we possibly could manage. Thanks also to our sponsors, Liam Paul. It's been lovely seeing you guys here. Really enjoyed chatting, and of course, your support is hugely appreciated. And our Patreon supporters, you're lovely, lovely people. And if you want to become as lovely as them, follow the link in the show notes. So that's us from Leipzig. Hope you've enjoyed it. It's been immense. Mm-hmm.